to Permission for Pleasure. I'm Cindy Sharkey, your host, and I'm delighted that you're here and part of this listening community. If you enjoy the podcast, if you're learning and listening and would like to see it continue, I would really be grateful if you would follow the podcast. It's free on your listening platform that you prefer that downloads episodes and helps the show move forward. Another thing you can do to help the show move forward is rate and review the show on Apple. That helps others find us. For today's show, we have a quickie episode about commonly asked questions regarding the G-spot. Basically, is there a G-spot? And if so, how do I find mine? This is such a common question. I thought we'd just spend a quickie episode talking about this area of your pleasure network. So the reality is there really isn't a spot, so to speak. There is no magic button. It's not really a place all on its own, but it's an area of potential erectile tissue that's technically the urethral sponge. So I don't want to get too nerded out with you with all the nurse speak, but in reality, we've talked about the pleasure network, the whole clitoral network so often on this show. And if you missed the earlier episodes, that's that's a lot of what we talk about in episode one and two. Set the goal of, of finding it, a spot, a magic button aside, and try to relax and just have fun experimenting to figure out what brings you and your body pleasure. This is the best way to approach all these different ways of orgasming, different pleasure areas in your body. That will serve you the best. So let's talk about where this specific erectile tissue is in case you would like to experiment with stimulation to this area. The term G-spot refers to the area of erectile tissue that attaches to the vaginal ceiling. That would be the upper wall of the vagina, just inside the entrance to the vagina. For some, it may be, you know, a little bit farther inside. We're each organized just a little bit differently. But approximately, it would be like a 12 o'clock idea if a woman is lying on her back. And you're referring to the top part of the vagina. So it'd be about two or three inches maybe into the vagina directly below the urethra. So in other words, you reach this area through the wall of the vagina. I hope that makes sense. So this area is only really distinguishable when a woman is already aroused and the area is engorged with blood. So this means it's best for you to be good and aroused before attempting to stimulate this area to see if it brings you pleasure. If you're experimenting, most often this area responds to massaging pressure that's persistent. It could be manually with fingers or with penetration of a penis or a toy. And when you use a finger or fingers, you want to do this firmly but gently and use that come-hither curling-type motion. So these are just ideas, remember. Everybody's unique. Try not to focus so much on finding a spot, 
but rather if this kind of stimulation to this whole erogenous zone feels pleasurable to you. As you become more aroused, you or your partner might feel a slight increase in firmness to these tissues as they engorge with blood. That would be normal. You or your partner may also want to press a finger or two up against the vaginal ceiling and hold it there to see if that's something you enjoy rather than a come-hither motion like I described earlier. This area is not as highly sensitive as the clitoral head, so it can usually tolerate firm, persistent pressure. Here's another tip. Positions that seem to provide the best stimulation to this G-spot area with intercourse is woman on top positions or rear entry positions. So if you're wanting to experiment that way, that might be your two to try. Remember, you're attempting to provide persistent stimulation to the upper wall of the vagina. Okay, one more note. Stimulation to this area may or may not result in release of some fluid from the glands that exist in this spongy tissue. This would be normal, whether it happens or it doesn't happen. So I want to make it clear that the degree of sexual sensation in this area varies widely from woman to woman. And it can also vary widely within the same woman, meaning you may enjoy stimulation to this area at one time and perhaps at a different time, not so much. This is normal. And I know I say this so often on the podcast, but things like your arousal level, time of the month, hormonal level, season of life you're in, all of these things, they play into the variance. And so again, for some women, this could be a real focal area of pleasure. For others, not so much. Some women actually find stimulation to this area uncomfortable or painful. And some say it just makes them feel like they need to urinate or pee. And so that's not pleasurable. As you've heard me say over and over, you know, we all experience pleasure differently. There isn't one right way. It's really about being curious and just exploring and experimenting and trying different things at different times. One of the number one ways you can wreak havoc on your sex life is to compare your body and the sex you're having to anyone else's or to some should that you think is out there for you or your partner or you or your partner has falsely taken in about sex. So you do you. So that's it for the G-spot. Today, I wanted to take an extra moment with the pleasure practice. I wonder if you're doing the pleasure practice with me over the course of this season of the podcast. I'm doing it. I am really paying attention and stopping to notice pleasure and delight. And that translates into my sexuality, eroticism, and pleasure in the bedroom. And I hope you're finding that too. Another thing that we could add into this, friends, is play. Yeah, I said play. I think we forget to play. Sexual connection can be a wonderful playground. I just think sometimes we forget to add this piece into our lives in general. We're often just in a fun famine. I would encourage you to think about 
something that's fun for you, like frivolous fun, not a performance thing and not, not, not for anyone else, just, just strictly for yourself and ask yourself this week, what's just one fun, frivolous activity I can allow myself to do purely for the pleasure of it. Friends, these kinds of exercises and practices truly do help us give ourselves more permission for pleasure.